Hello dear students welcome to this podcast from Army Public School Delhi Cant this is your host Swati Vaidya from the English department of the senior wing welcoming you to another edition of listening and learning this podcast is on the poem the wind by subramanya bharti from the book the beehive prescribed for class 9 the poem wind is originally in tamil and has been translated in english by ak ramanujan the poem describes the power of the wind on nature and human life and focuses on the violent aspect of the wind that causes heavy destruction and makes fun of weak people and things but favors the strong the poem therefore suggests the reader to be strong both physically and mentally the wind here is a symbol of hardship and obstacles which human beings have to face in their life so if we remain strong we can overcome any obstacles Now let's learn a little bit about the poet. Chinnaswami Subramanya Bharti, also known as Bhartiyar, was a Tamil writer, poet, journalist, Indian independence activist, a social reformer, and a polyglot. Popularly known as Mahakavi Bharti C Subramanya Bharti, was born in Ittayapuram, South India in 1882 and died in Madras in 1921. Bharti left behind a remarkable legacy of poetry and prose writings whose importance for the Tamils today can only be compared to the status of Shakespeare in the English speaking world. Bharti's works are truly innovative in both form and expression and he is truly a pioneer of modern Tamil poetry. This poem consists of a total of 23 lines. These lines are not separated into stanzas. Here they are divided into meaningful segments for ease of comprehension. The poem draws a picture of wind which makes fun of the weak people or things. The poet therefore advises the weak like him to be strong. He suggests them to be strong physically and mentally as the wind is a symbol of difficulties and obstacles that humans have to face for their survival. The poem can be briefly summarized in four points. First, the wind blows violently and causes destruction. Second, is the consequence of the wind blowing. The wind breaks the shutters of weak windows and the papers and throws down books on the shelves. Third, is wind as an amusement of God. Through wind, God makes fun of the weak people and things. And fourth, is suggestion. wherein the poet suggests us to build strong houses and strong doors and that we must be physically and mentally healthy a significant message hidden in the poem is that strong people are not affected by adversities but the weak are he advises the readers to be a friend of the wind only then will be able to face tough times the theme of this poem is that even when you face a lot of hardships and obstacles you should never give up instead you should befriend those obstacles the poet wants us to know that even if life is full of challenges there is always a way to turn them into our weapon now here's a rendition of the much loved and inspirational poem by bharti wind come softly don't break the shutters of the windows don't scatter the papers don't throw down the books on the shelf there look what you did you threw them all down 
you tore the pages of the books, you brought rain again. You're very clever at poking fun at weaklings. Frail crumbling houses, crumbling doors, crumbling rafters, crumbling wood, crumbling bodies, crumbling lives, crumbling hearts. The wind god winnows and crushes them all. He won't do what you tell him. So come, let's build strong homes. Let's join the doors firmly. Practice to firm the body. Make the heart steadfast. Do this and the wind will be friends with us. The wind blows out weak fires. He makes strong fires roar and flush. His friendship is good. We praise him every day. Now let's hear the analysis of the poem. In lines 1 to 4, the poet directly addresses the wind and pleads with it to come softly. It requests it not to break the shutters of the windows, nor to scatter the papers or throw down the books on the shelf. Here the tone of the poet is one of plea and request. In lines 5 to 7, the poet then points out the destruction caused by the wind and says it threw all the books down, tore the pages of the books and brought rain again. In these lines, the tone he uses to address the wind changes from the tone he had been using earlier. Here, he takes on an accusatory tone, blaming it for all the destruction. In lines 8 to 12, the tone, while still accusatory, also becomes somber to some extent. He tells the wind that it's very clever at poking fun at weaklings, as it winnows and crushes them all. Frail crumbling houses, crumbling doors, crumbling rafters, crumbling wood, crumbling bodies, crumbling lives and crumbling hearts. The poet accuses the wind of making mischief whenever he comes face to face with anyone who is too meek and mild to protest against his actions. Hinting at this, the poet says that the wind can tear down weak bodies and fragile hearts. In lines 13 to 15, the poet stops speaking to the wind and starts speaking to his readers and suggests building strong homes and to join the doors firmly. He tells his readers that the wind does not listen to anybody and that his actions are governed by him alone. Therefore, we should build our homes on a strong foundation and ensure that our doors cannot be easily penetrated in order to save ourselves from the wind. In line 16 to 18, he advises people to be physically, mentally and emotionally strong and assures that if we do so, the wind will be friends with us. If you are able to combat against and resist the ill effects of the wind, then the poet thinks that we will no longer consider the wind an enemy, but instead the wind will invite us to become his friend and will be able to fearlessly face him. In lines 19 to 20, the poet describes how the wind has both bad and good effects. On one hand, the wind blows out weak fires and on the other, he enables strong fires to roar and flourish. And thus, the wind can nurture that which is already strong and destroy what is weak. And finally, in lines 21 to 23, the poet knows how the wind can strengthen him. He also knows that he must not overestimate his own strength or disrespect the wind god. He concludes the poem on a more respectful and conciliatory tone and accepts the power of the wind as supreme. Now let us see what literary devices have been used in the poem. 
To begin with, there is no rhyme scheme as the entire poem is written in free verse. The poet has used anaphora in lines 2-3-4 which begin with don't and in lines 6-7-8 beginning with you. Children, I hope you remember that anaphora is when a word is repeated at the start of two or more consecutive lines. Next is personification. Here, the wind has been personified as the poet addresses it as you. That is, he's treating the wind as a person. Repetition. The word crumbling is repeated many times to lay emphasis because the poet wants to say that the wind crushes everything that is weak. Alliteration is the repetition of a consonant sound. So here we hear wind, winnows, won't, want. Symbolism. The poet uses wind as a symbol for the adversities and challenges in our life. Now children, let us enhance our vocabulary. Please do mark the words and write down their meanings. To begin with, poking fun means making fun of something. Weaklings, a person who is weak. Crumbling, falling or to cause something to break. Rafter, sloping beam which supports the roof of the building. Winnows, to separate grain from husk by blowing on it. Steadfast means firm and flourish means to grow. Now children, some of the questions that are commonly asked are Number one, what are the things the wind does in the first stanza? So what are the things the wind does? Well, the wind blows violently, destroys everything, it breaks the shutters of the windows, scatters the papers, throws the books down from the shelves, tears their pages and brings along a lot of rain. Question number two, what does the poet say the wind god winnows? Well, the wind god winnows all that is weak from the strong. Everything that is weak is tossed by the powerful wind and gets destroyed. Just like the winnower separates the grains of wheat from the chaff, similarly, the wind god separates the weak from the strong. And last question is, what should we do to make friends with the wind? Well, we must make ourselves strong to face the violent wind. When we will be strong, the wind will not harm us. Instead, it will become a friend and help us to grow and flourish. Remember children, whenever you are writing answers, do so in appropriate tense and do stick to the word limit. Hope you enjoyed the analysis as much as I did presenting it. Happy reading, thank you and have a nice day.